Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and we have a special guest for you today. It is the Adventist caricaturist. Welcome. Hello, and thank you very much. Happy to be with you today. So, uh, let's talk about how you sound first. Uh, You are anonymous uh, as a satirist, and so you're using a voice masking uh, app. Is that right? Yeah, so the technology is bringing you my alter ego, which is the last week here, and actually, I think probably sounds a little better than the real me. <laughs> well, if if, uh, if sounding like a cross between Donald Duck and uh, inhaling a bunch of helium is better, then that's how you sound. Well, I mean, that's not to say that I don't actually do this on a regular basis to kind of come up with my material, but I think we're probably getting ahead of ourselves now. <laughs> Well, let's talk about your material. How long have you been uh, the Adventist caricaturist? I started this work back when Adventists began blogging in earnest, I don't know, over a decade ago. And I saw interesting people having interesting conversations. I started my own blog back then, and uh, the Adventist caricaturist was born. It started with some really bad drawings of the pioneers. And I'm not sure it's gotten a whole lot better since, but I've been doing it for a bit now. Well, I've followed your uh, work uh, really since then, and it's been fun to see the 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 kind of ebbs and flows of your production, certainly around big Adventist uh, meetings, events, news. Um, uh, it seems like you really get a lot of attention. And I think your recent work with Gossip Juice following the annual council meetings has really been fun to watch. And I've seen a lot of really great interactions with you on social media. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And I think credit goes to the Adventist church for just being a really goofy place. And the more serious the church gets about these kinds of meetings, I feel like the more goofiness it elicits from me. So I got to really point to the source of my inspiration, which is, this denomination to which we all belong. Yeah, well, it's great that you uh, give them credit and recognize that uh, we're belongers as well as believers and I guess sometimes behaviors. Um, So talk a little bit about your background because you mentioned that you belong to the Adventist church. Can you talk a little bit about um, your history and, and, how you've been connected to this community. Oh, sure. I have been a lifelong Seventh-day Adventist, a product of Adventist K-12, product of Adventist College and graduate school. And then I spent the first years of my professional life, actually several years of my professional life, working for the church. Um, so, you know, I'm insidery enough to know stuff but then I'm kind of outsidery in the sense that, I don't know, maybe you have to be inside the system to make fun of it adequately, which I sort of do time to time. I agree with that. You know, I've, 
um, through my work with Spectrum and through my uh, other work as well, um, you see that uh, sometimes folks kind of grow up within the denomination and then they get um, tired of it. And then they kind of, for a variety of reasons, they just need to be done with it. They don't want to think about it, deal with it. And then they come back and, um, you know, this is a living body. Uh, and so it changes over time. And sometimes folks don't always track those changes for fine reasons, but, um, you know, it evolves to use that word probably in the wrong way. And, um, so it's always important, I think, for folks who are commenting on Adventism to really keep a connection there to see the, how the nuances shift, even if the beliefs seem to stay the same. Yeah, all of that. And I would say that, you know, when you have worked in the kitchen for as long as I have, then you know all the best ways to, uh, I'm, I'm losing my metaphor here. I was going to say sit in the food, but that's totally not it. <laughs> uh, make, uh, have a food fight. I don't know. See, this is the thing. Having to make you think in metaphors, but then they really all sort of break down after a while, and that's where I find myself today. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you are uh, extremely... Uh true Adventist in that way, at least. Um, so let's talk about some of the metaphors that you've uh, liked to play with. The big one right now is, of course, uh, coffee. And um, can you talk a little bit about how you uh, created the graphic uh, of gossip juice? Yeah, I mean, so coffee is the Adventist metaphor for everything because it, it kind of is a stand in for everything that both right with the world today and wrong with how we approach society and each other and culture and stuff. And so it's this wonderful nexus of life, the peculiarities of Adventism, namely don't drink it, but also everybody does and they pretend or don't pretend and are just wide out in the open about it. So anyway, gossip <laughs> juice came about through a wonderful blessing of people being weird during the most recent annual council. And again, credit to where credit is due, the the source of my inspiration was Neil Medley, who is, as far as I know, an Adventist physician trained at Loma Linda University. He gave a worship talk during annual council, and it was about, well, at least it was about, in part, how there's a connection between drinking coffee and gossiping. And that seemed tenuous at best. And so I got on Twitter watching the hilarity and too, and I, I just asked the question, hey, is hashtag gossip juice trending yet? And people kind of people kind of took off with that, and that became the kind of dominant subtext of the annual council for 2019. And then it kind of spawned a nice little spin-off logo that has now become a product that's for sale. You can find it on my web store, which I will plug in about five minutes time, et cetera. Yeah. You know, he, Neil Nedley is the uh, president of, uh, uh, if I'm correct of, uh, Weimar college, um, uh, currently, and, um, certainly a friend of the current administration. He seems to show up, uh, with some regularity at their meetings. That's so right. he is, um, definitely, I, you know, I always forget that. Sorry, I was going to say, I always forget that he has these titles and that he's in charge of things, which seems even more hilarious when you hear 
a guy who's in charge of an institution and who has this kind of a platform within the Adventist denomination say such a true thing. But I actually celebrated because had it not been for his position and his cosiness with the administration, Gotham Duke never would have been born. So thanks to everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it created a little bit of a community there on Adventist Twitter with folks uh, the next morning um, tweeting out photos of themselves um, fortifying um, their bodies for the uh, meetings uh, with cups of coffee and fun little uh, allusions to uh, the uh, worship talk. And, you know, if you're a worship speaker, I guess if lots of people are responding on social media, that's a good thing. I mean, if that had been an altar call, he would have had so many converts at that moment. Like, he, he could have quit his job and become an evangelist for real. That's so right. That's what no, it's really bizarre. And this just threw me. This, this really, like, floored me. The next day, seeing, seeing everybody's kind of, like, Twitter backlash to the absurdity of God abuse, Andrew McChesney, who is the lead editor, I think, for Adventist Mission, he gets on there, and he... He writes this unsolicited defense. He finds some obscure, like, uh, presentation by an Adventist guy in Australia who the Australian guy said essentially that if um, a husband looks at his wife in the morning after a cup of coffee, he will not find her as attractive as if he had just drunk water. And that, <laughs> that was taking the whole gossip scene to astounding new heights. So anyway, it was, it was all fun time. So yeah, Andrew McChesney, that was a really interesting um, comment. It really, uh, the conversation around coffee escalated quickly, both with folks who were uh, defending and folks uh, who were, um, well, I guess they were both defending in different ways, the defense to not drink and the defense that, Hey, it's not that bad. The funny thing about the Twitter audience is I feel like you've got primarily the people, and this is interesting, the people who really seem to care about the goings-on at annual council who are very engaged on Twitter also seem like the crowd who is getting amped up with a cup of gossip juice before they log on every day. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's talk about some of the... um, work you've done in the past um would you i'm trying to i've i've thought of stuff you've done around um kind of adventist evangelists some great caricatures and um some comics that you've posted or um sort of editorial cartoons um what jumps out at you as as a work that uh, you're i don't know most proud of yeah you know i think my work reflects the community and how the Adventist community changes and what is going on at the time within Adventism. So, for instance, recently, when Adventism was embroiled in a discussion about headship, that provided a really beautiful opportunity, I think, to create some bobbleheads, which I kind of then titled Bobblehead Dip Dolls, <laughs> a couple of prominent evangelists who were, uh, who were kind of aficionados of the headship model. And yeah, so I just gave them the appropriate size head, as you would expect for headship. You know, you sort of become a literalist when you do this in Adventism long enough. And so you just 
take these things and make them a little more literal than they are. And there you go. Cartoons are made almost by themselves. I love it. The bobblehead ship dolls is uh, brilliant. And you really are putting the fun in fundamentalism. So thank you for your service. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, uh, you know, just a, a plug, I feel like my good bachelor bobblehead ship doll was, was top notch. So if anybody wants to fund the making of those, I, I would be open to a GoFundMe for that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think he needs to um, come with uh, some spelunking gear. Yeah. <laughs> so like a treasure chest for the riches and then his, his ropes and harness for the caving. And you got the richest caveman, bobblehead ship, you know, super doll. Absolutely. So um, let's talk a little bit. At, maybe you probably can't tell us their names, but uh, have you ever heard from any Adventist leaders who uh, kind of secretly like what you do? There are some who secretly like and some who publicly like. Um, my my favorite public fan uh, is Mike Tucker, who is one of the uh, It Is Written head guy. Yeah, speaker. Today. Uh-oh. He's a speaker and former director, I believe, of... Oh, shoot, I'm, I'm forgetting now what it is. In any case, Mike Tucker is somebody with whom I've interacted and he has appreciated my work from afar, but um, you know, so he's, he's probably the highest profile guy within the system who has interacted in a public way. I'm sure there's a lot of... Um, closeted fans and that's fine Adamism is all about being closeted if you're well anyways we, we digress <laughs> yes well you know people it's uh there's certainly a public and private uh, part of being an Adventist. And I think that's something that satire kind of forces us to confront. Um, you know, it, there's good parts and bad parts of that. Um, and I think that by, uh, looking at the kind of public profile that people have and um, poking fun at some of our celebrities um, helps us to, well, there's a danger, I think, of putting folks up on a pedestal. And I think uh, humor has for, you know, uh, the history of humanity provided a way for us to offer some critique, especially for those of us who don't have the power of some of our Adventist uh, leaders. Exactly right. I think it does two things. One, it allows us to kind of chuckle a little bit about our shared culture and its quirks and peculiarities. And it's a very effective tool, at least when it's done well, satire is, of really holding powerful people to account. And I think some of the best satirists and humorists do that really well. They, they hold leaders to account. Definitely. Well, um, you have some work out now that um, is, well, it's uh, themed around a white Christmas. Can you describe it? Yes. I mean, again, this is one of those cases where the joke writes itself. It's, it's probably the lowest of low-hanging fruits, and it's been hanging on the track forever, and nobody's picked it. So finally, I'm like, Ellen and James White. A white Christmas. <laughs> it's obvious. So we have James and White, James and Ellen White, Holding a holding a mug of coffee juice as they I'm sure would have done had they been around with the words dreaming of a white Christmas and it's just perfect you know because it says everything about who we are as a people at this time of year. Yes, it seems like a great gift to uh, share with um, 
some of my uh, Adventist relatives who don't mind uh, chuckling about our shared identity. And it's a great way to do your own little kind of subversive war on Christmas without going full out war on Christmas. <laughs> yes, great. Uh, I like a I like a multivalent um, mix of metaphors. So well done. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned that you have a connection to Adventism and you talked about some of the folks that you have um, done great uh, caricatures of. Um, I'm wondering if there are ideas in Adventism beyond the people that uh, kind of catch your attention or or mystify you or um, uh, give you uh, maybe material that you like to at least think about. Yeah, you know, I think I think. Humor and satire is a responsive medium primarily, and mine is definitely that way. So that's uh, what people are doing within Adventism, and I think the upcoming DC session in 2020 is a prime example where Adventist leaders are pushing a specific agenda, and that, that agenda and the ideas behind the agenda in particular just really open themselves up to at least poking some dental funds uh, with maybe sharp sticks every once in a while, but at least just a nice chuckle here and there. So, for instance, um, when we're talking about a bunch of men in suits deciding how the church is going to approach the topic of women in ministry, that's an- another joke that basically writes itself. Because at some level, it really is a joke what they're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the GC session coming up because I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, how should someone who, well, looks for humor deal with the pain that could be coming? Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is just breaking for the inevitable. It's not going to be pretty. And so there's a couple of ways to approach it. One way is just to embrace the ugliness. And there are some actual, there are some satirists who do that. Eli Valley is a is a comic maker who has embraced the ugly. And if you aren't familiar with Eli Valley's work, he's a great editorial cartoonist who embraces the ugly. And I think that's one response to when things get nasty. Another is just to say, you know what, this whole thing is absurd and to look for the absurdity in it. And that's kind of my path, right? So I'm already planning on rewriting some of the, the traditional Adventist hymns with words that I think more appropriately reflect what the Adventist Church is doing right now. And that's just one way of responding to what the official church is up to. Great. Um, I love the idea of working with hymns because uh, they're such a part of our history and, um, and they really are rooted in sort of the same era as a lot of our beliefs come from. When you think about how much of Adventism is just about hymns, not only the music, we like to evangelize by saying it's all about him. And the de facto position of our church is that it's all about him, meaning the male pronoun, meaning all of the Anyway, you know, I could go on wordplay. Yes. Um, well, I, uh, I've always liked the hymn, A Day is Dying in the West. And I will, uh, I'd love to he- see what you do with that. Maybe, uh, uh, Hope is dying. Well, I will. I won't go into. This is already there. sparking my imagination. Yeah, I feel like sparking could... my imagination, and uh, 
I, I'm taking special requests if people have favorite hymnody that they want to see redone for the GP session. At me at Twitter, SBA Caricature, and uh, I will get busy writing. Nice. I'd love to see a mashup between, um, I think, Ted Wilson's favorite hymn, at least to end the GC sessions are we have this blessed hope, which is one that I've always enjoyed. And I feel like that mashed up with the day as dying in the West. Um, you know, the idea of uh, hope dying could be fruitful or at least painful in a good way. So I've got a final question for you. And that is, as you're, um, you know, looking at the past and um, obviously you're a student of Adventist history, you're a student of Adventist uh, current events, um, and we've talked a little bit about what's coming up with the GC session, but um, what do you see um, as sort of interesting for you as a satirist in the future of Adventism as we continue to wrestle with issues like globalization? Obviously, we're wrestling with diversity in a variety of ways and also the change in the church's um, balance of or how it acquires money and how that's balanced around the world. There's some kind of big things on the horizon. And I'm just curious, um, you know, whether it's humorous or not, what perspective you have on, on the future. I'm not a prophet. My view from here, which is somewhere in North America, is that things are going to get a little more tense rather than less because this seems like a period of growing pains for the denomination. Growing pains in terms of how we allocate resources and who gives what. Growing pains in terms of which voices become the dominant ones over the next few years. And so with the inevitable tension that I foresee comes responsibility because I think our funniest moments come out of when we're really tense. Uh, also, I'm sure we'll all be in therapy sessions and I plan to have my, my uh, camera recording while we're in therapy together and I'll be sure to be making some jokes about that as well. Well, good. You know, for some folks, church is a form of uh, therapy. So um, I guess we'll, we'll be doing that in a variety of communities around. Well, thanks so much for uh, chatting with me today. It's been uh, fun, which is uh, a good thing when we're talking about Adventism. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear.